confess our full loyalty to Jesus Christ and seek to live with all we have with all God gives us through the Spirit and the grace of God that flows through our hearts as Jesus lives in obeying those two greatest of commandments. As Jesus summarized all the laws, the love of the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus paraded into Jerusalem, reminding us of these great things. The things we had taught, we're going to continue to teach, leading up to his arrest. The trial of Jesus in his history. So today, while it starts Holy Week, while it starts down the road toward Golgotha, today is a day of the dream. Doug shared with us the importance of singing God's song last week. This week we have the opportunity to remember that we are to dream. We are to dream with everything God gives us of a better, hopeful future. Not to be trapped in despair. Living narratives that have been thrust upon us that we think we can never escape but to dream of a better future, of a day of hope, of a day of resurrection. So today we dream. And as we enter into that day of dreaming, we can think about the story that the kids help us to remember that should be read to us today as we celebrate together Palm Sunday. You can imagine the great scene as Jesus sent two of his disciples, unnamed, to go and get the donkey. But the master of two donkeys. Scholars don't know why. Some think he could have read Zechariah 9, 9 so literally there had to be two donkeys. But something else we know is Matthew gives it even two. Instead of one blind man healed, there's two blind men healed. Instead of one demoniac, there's two. Now there's two donkeys. some nuance within Matthew. There's two of everything. Now there's conjectures, there's thoughts about why that may be, but there's really no sure way of knowing why Matthew chose to use one and two. But I know, I mean, if you really think about the story, they can make a book of Jesus an entirely different book. Because they have the two donkeys, and it says they spread their coats on the donkeys, these disciples, and Jesus rode in on Imagine Jesus donkey searching in Jerusalem. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty, that's, that's excellent kind of stuff. Now, I don't know what that scene looked like, but obviously it wasn't Jesus donkey searching. But Matthew gives us some interesting imagery when we're remembering Palm Sunday, including that as he came in with the crowds that followed him from the outlying villages throughout Judea and Paran and Galilee, that they were laid with palm branches and cloaks before him, waving them and shouting Hosanna as he rides in on this humble donkey. Not on a stallion, not with a stallion attached to the chariot as a conquering military king, but a humble king on a donkey, proclaiming peace and reconciliation to all the world, proclaiming forgiveness to all of us as sinners, and liberation. 
in God's image is a holy one. That's based on Ephesians 2, that justice, mercy, and compassion. It is a holiness that recognizes that we are still growing in our faith. We are still being revealed of our sin. It is a holiness that realizes that there are social, political, and economic systems that we participate in that bring oppression on others, maybe even ourselves, and that if we seek through to the power of those principalities and powers and those systems, we too will be set free. And we too will will experience greater abundance than we ever could have experienced in our lives. It is a love and a compassion that overwhelms us all. Overwhelms us all in the moment when we have realized that Jesus loved us, when we repented of our sins, when we sought to follow him with all that we were. someone who's even made your own mistake. If you're someone who is harming others, that you can be set free today. We may believe that we're trapped in a narrative that offers no hope to us. We may believe, no, I've done too much. God wants nothing to do with me. Or we may believe the narratives that are told to us by those who may be oppressing people in this world that we are inferior, we are not worthy, and that our suffering is our own a narrative that says there is hope for your life. Whether you're the one speaking that narrative of inferiority into your life, or maybe you've trapped yourself in your own narrative of pride and superiority, or others around you have preached this narrative to you that you are not worth a thing. God says that is a
spread the good news. And this goes into utter chaos. There was political protesting, threats by the government. The kind of dream that is willing to take risks to stand up for those who are deceived. But it's the kind of dream that while it's so joyous, that it's so powerful, that's calling us to just embrace it and live like we've never lived before. That's all the celebration we do on Palm Sunday. It leads us into Holy Week. It leads us into the Passion. To begin, as I share this story, Jesus did not Standing up for love, compassion, mercy, and justice takes great risk in a world of selfishness and of violence and of hate. There will be resistance. The question is when the resistance comes, will we go? Or will we allow the grace of God to continue to forge the soil of our hearts so we can sing his name? Sunday to Easter, you'll miss everything in between. You'll miss 